The Fantasy Football Show. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today. There's too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. Got no backup. The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. And away we go. Championship. It is here. Your championship showdown. Maybe your third place game. With a little something on the line to make it interesting. We're here week 16 for the fantasy football player. The most important week. Of course for football teams around the league. Not nearly as important as it is to us. But maybe you're feeling a little depressed. Maybe you yourself had a very lonely Christmas when Elvin Kamara put six, six touchdowns up against you. Perhaps that's possible like young Tyler Aki on the other side of the board who's running the show today. Or maybe you squared off against Elvin Kamara and Tom Brady yesterday afternoon as he went off against the Lions in one half. Or perhaps uh, you got yourself a dose of Jeff Wilson or maybe even some Miles Gaskin late last night. Or maybe a Nelson Aguilar uh, monster performance with a long touchdown near the end of the game makes you feel very iffy. I am here to tell you that miracles can happen. So don't completely rule it out. There is still a chance one of your guys goes crazy today, but it is certainly a little bit different than normal because we've already had four games put in the books. But we will do our best here on ESPN 1000, the fantasy football show, to try and help you win that elusive championship. I'm Jeff Meller, 312-332-3776. If you've got a question or a dilemma today, try and walk you through it. But before we go to the phone callers, I want to let you know that this is how we start every show. I run through all the key injuries that you need to be aware of, let you know if that player is already ruled out or if they are a game-time decision. And then from there, I will uh, take your phone calls and try and figure out the best way and path to a championship for you. So let's get after it. Third and four. Looking for Robinson. And does he get there? Oh, what a catch. And a touchdown. Wow, what a play off a great throw from Minshew. Robinson gets in. So if you run, it gets dangerous. Trubisky fakes the run, throws for the touchdown. Allen Robinson, good play design there. And the Bears get into the end zone for the first time here tonight. Two Robinsons, wow, on opposite sides of the ball. James Robinson has been ruled out. For the Jaguars, so that is certainly good news for Bears fans. Not that I think he was going to be the reason you were really going to be concerned as a Bears fan, but obviously so much more to play for now because the Bears are fighting for their playoff lives. And and as a result of yesterday's Cardinals loss to the 49ers, they hold their fate in their own hands. And there'll be plenty more on that game as Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley get you set with the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show here on ESPN 1000 at 10 a.m., so make sure you're locked in for that. But Bears, Jaguars, James Robinson already ruled out. 
And let's be honest, with Mike Glennon, who's now under center for the Jaguars, there's really nothing I want. I don't want any parts of their offense if I can avoid it. DJ Chark is the only guy I would consider starting, but even that would have to be a long shot. I'm really not feeling good about it. For the Bears, Allen Robinson is expected to be available, so that's good and encouraging news. Listed with a hamstring injury as questionable, but he was a limited participant on Friday in practice, and it looks like he will be available for the Bears, so that is encouraging news. Snap bit to his right. Herbert is being chased, thrown on the run, and it is caught. Touchdown, Keenan Allen. What a grab as Herbert extends, and Allen goes and gets it. And the Chargers score first. So this one's been tough. If you survived last week's Keenan Allen debacle where he was a game-time decision on Thursday night as the Chargers took on the Raiders, he was out there but very, very limited and not a lot of routes run. And the good news is perhaps the Chargers are saving you from yourself because they do not expect Keenan Allen to play today against the Broncos. So you can already look to make alternative plans because Keenan Allen is not expected to go per Adam Schefter. So that is probably saving you from yourself because I know it was difficult, uh, difficult decision there. And at this point, you can already look to someone else and not wait on the 305 game if you get someone who's a more enticing option in the noon games. Mayfield, Landry, oh, breaks the tackle of Harris, takes it in. Nine-yard touchdown pass Mayfield to Jarvis Landry. And the Browns are back in business. All right, so this is quite the conundrum here because the Cleveland Browns have had an outbreak of COVID. If you saw the reports yesterday, their flight was delayed out to New York for their game against the Jets. And Jarvis Landry, amongst others, have been ruled out per close contact. So the Browns are essentially operating with only one wide receiver from their active roster and some players who have been elevated from the practice squad. So my advice, the actionable advice here, really I think is on Baker Mayfield. And even though the Jets seem like a pretty solid option to be playing against despite last week's win against the Rams, I'm reluctant to go ahead and use Baker Mayfield this week against the Jets. Now he's been really good of late, especially like the last four or five games here, but I'm not feeling good with you know without Landry, Without Rashad Higgins, without Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I have uh, the Cleveland Browns practice squad wide, wide receivers on lockdown here. So I don't know exactly who he's going to be throwing to at this point. And that means, and look, they've got an effective running game. It seems that Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, obviously starting Chubb. Kareem Hunt, if you were on the fence at all, though, this would seem like a perfect opportunity to go ahead and give you the push to use him because you have to imagine it is going to be a heavy dose of Chubb and Hunt today for the Browns and the Jets. If they can, you know, having gotten their win last week, you can easily see this one where the Browns basically win an old 1985 affair as if Bernie Kosar was under center, handing the ball to Ernest Biner and Kevin Mack. So use Chubb, use Hunt, avoid Mayfield if at all possible. It's like third and one for this team. Down the field, who else? Hill at the 10, cut back, touchdown. Touchdown and a leap. So this one is the concerning news because Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill 
Uh, is listed as questionable. He is dealing with a hamstring injury of his own. Now, he's expected to play against the Falcons today, but the Chiefs will monitor Hill and, quote, be smart with him on Sunday as well. That's from uh, Adam Schefter and his sources. That, you know, it's it's, it's brutal, but I, if I have Hill, I'm, I'm starting him. I just can't get away from not using Tyreek Hill. It's really only going to take one long touchdown to make your week, and even if they're careful with him, now, certainly, I think this means that you know him being a, a weak winner for you is going to be not nearly as probable as it would have been if he was you know his normal self. But you can't not start Tyreek Hill in your championship game when he's going to be active. You know, is it going to be a Keenan Allen situation? It's possible, but I personally cannot bench guys like Tyreek Hill in the championship round when they're out there. I have a hard time you know working away from him. Now, maybe. Maybe if you're dealing with some great alternatives uh, in a PPR format, maybe I could consider it. And maybe if you've got yourself a bit of a lead, that's the only scenario where I would really maybe consider benching Tyreek Hill. But we're gonna we're gonna be we're probably gonna be have to, I think we're gonna have to be talking about a top ten option for the most part that you're considering over Tyreek Hill before I personally would would actually bench him. Back to pass, Haskins, over the middle, caught, Terry McLaurin, McLaurin breaks the tackle at the 50, McLaurin at the 40, McLaurin all the way, electrifying, Terry McLaurin all the way for a touchdown, oh my goodness. They're down in six, right up the gut, that is Gibson, and he is gone, third of the ball game for the rookie Antonio Gibson. So Terry McLaurin nursing an ankle injury, he is not going to play against the Panthers today. However, Antonio Gibson, who is listed as questionable with an ankle injury of his own, is expected to play. So McLaren is out. Gibson is in. Um, always a little reluctant to start running backs with ankle injuries because you never know um, what's going to crop up during the game. But Antonio Gibson, pretty explosive the last time he was out there. So I can understand the allure. But again... I have a hard time, especially the way the football team's offense has been operating, um, you know, without uh, with Alex Smith also unlikely to play. Now, I haven't seen an official word on Alex Smith. I will check on that before the end of the game, but it wasn't looking likely for Alex Smith either. He's still listed as questionable. So, but nevertheless, it's not like Alex Smith makes this a bona fide offense all of a sudden. So. Certainly a concern if uh, if you're an Antonio Gibson owner. Third and goal from the three. Herbert to throw for a lost one back of the end zone. It is caught. The touchdown, Hunter Henry. And the Chargers score again. Hunter Henry. Now the tight end position is always a little bit tricky because there's not a ton of great options. Hunter Henry has been ruled out, placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. So he is a no-go for the Chargers. Make sure that uh, you make the adjustments with your lineup there. First and 10, Edward D. Hare. Look, oh, he's slippery and into the end zone for a touchdown. What a run. 11-yard touchdown run by the celebrated rookie out of LSU, Clyde Edward D. Now, perhaps mercifully, Edward Zelaya's season comes to an end for his fantasy owners because he's been a headache all year long, struggling to score touchdowns despite the very prominent debut on national television to start the season. Uh, he has struggled to really, he's been okay in terms of like an RB2 for you, but he hasn't been nearly as productive as where he was drafted for the most part. 
Le'Veon Bell steps into what would likely be the bigger, bigger touch load. But Daryl Williams also lurks. Honestly, I don't really want to start either guy in my championship, if at all, avoidable. Matt Ryan with a clean pocket is going for the end zone, and it's caught. Welcome back from the injury, Julio Jones. His first score of the season on the strike from Matt Ryan of 20 yards. Julio out again. I was trying to be a little bit optimistic last week when we were discussing his possibility, but he's been ruled out. So Calvin Ridley is obviously locked into your lineup. Outside of that, look, I, I was fairly negative in regards to starting Russell Gage last week. We got a lot of calls about him. Um, and I basically went the way, the other way in most cases. I, and even though he's been a little bit better, I still don't trust Russell Gage's role in the offense. But you can certainly do well, do worse. And at this point, I think uh, I have to at least acknowledge that he's been a little bit better as of late. Uh, 10 targets last week went 5 for 68 and a touchdown for Russell Gage. So, again, without Julio Jones, I guess Russell Gage is an option. And I imagine we'll have some calls throughout the show today. 312-332-3776 if you'd like to have your question answered here on The Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jeff Meller. Again, every Sunday... During the football season at 8 a.m., we take your calls and help you hopefully win your championship. Your call's next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Seventeen play the drive. Elliott touchdown. And the Cowboys who won the toss took the ball, wanted to make a statement, and a statement they just made. Ezekiel Elliott is playing. Meller says with an raised eyebrow. Don't know if I Love that for fantasy football purposes, but he is going to be active today. So if you were holding out, you have good news. Ezekiel Elliott is expected to play for the Cowboys, although I'm not sure I still wouldn't prefer Tony Pollard at this point. But he will be out there, and uh, your guess is as good as mine as to how effective he will be. But he, the latest is he's going to be available, so uh, that is at least good to have because it's a 320 kick, and I know sometimes it becomes a headache if you're trying to balance whether or not you should hold out on a player who's starting in the 3 o'clock game versus a noon game. 312-332-3776. That's how you get in with your question here on the Fantasy Football Show. Let's start out with a loyal listener, Mike, who's in Mount Prospect. Mike, good morning. How are you doing, my friend? You and Tyler both. I got. Here's the bottom line. I'm projected to do 141.08 versus 141.13. I'm on five one hundredths of a point <laughs> underdog, so this is scary as hell. Mm-hmm. All right, I got my team up. PPR is set. I've got Corey Davis as a wide receiver and Metcalf. I'm I'm terrified of Metcalf against the Rams. Uh, I know it's silly. You got to start your studs, mm-hmm. but I picked up Marvin Hall 
which is kind of intriguing. He's the only wide receiver. He's not a bad wide receiver. Yeah. The Detroit Lions originally. And I got Russell Gates, too. But do I dare look at one of those two uh, over Metcalf or listen, Corey Davis? I don't think so. I mean, I can't. You know, you know I cannot. As the, the quote-unquote fantasy expert, I can in no way endorse sitting DK Metcalf at this point. I'm, right. Certainly, he, you know, it's it's tailed off. It's the way the Seahawks offense has really committed more to the run. But still, he's, you yeah. know, he's their number one option. I, and I know Tyler Lockett's still there. But it's, you know, it, it just feels like he's he's one of the best bets in the league for scoring or for right. receiving a touchdown in a game. I, I Mike, you know. Marvin Marvin Hall is certainly getting too cute, and you know yeah. my philosophy is I cannot predict the future, and I'm going to roll with my studs. So you know, DK Metcalf is one of the guys who I will not regret going down and losing with. And I think, yeah. I, I think a lot of, in a lot of ways, Mike, I play more of a therapist in Week 16 than a, an expert in any ways. Just trying to talk people through how do you feel if you lose with DK Metcalf on on your bench and you watch him do what he did earlier in the season. You know when he had a 150 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Yeah, but Russell Gager, Hall versus Corey Davis. I, I still got to go with Corey Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey Davis, again, you know, I'll give him the fact that, you know, it's always Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown eat first in that in that offense. But And, and look, last week he scored a, a long touchdown and a busted coverage. Yeah. It really – Corey Davis didn't do anything – anything any other receiver in the NFL can do, but he just happened to – be the guy who was, you know, the, the Lions haven't covered anybody all year. We saw that yesterday again. And he just happened to be the guy on the receiving end of a broken coverage. So I right. still have my concerns about Corey Davis, but at this point, you know, against a, a Packers team that they're going to have to score, yeah, I would use him over both Hall and Gage. Well, I thank point. you guys uh, and all the callers that call in. I love listening to all the callers calling in because I learn from them as well as you two guys as well. Thank you so very much and have a great 2021, Mike. Uh, you as well, Mike, and hopefully it will be a better one for all of us. I do appreciate you and your loyalty listening. One of the uh, best callers on the station. So thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Let's try Scott, who's in Merrillville. Hey, Scott, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Hey, man. First, I got to give you props. I'm a new listener, so I, but I've called three weeks in a row, and now I'm in a championship. Nice. So that's, yeah, it's money. So, But I got a who's who of like turd balls here but I, yeah i got i need two out of these five they're flex positions mm-hmm. and it's a ppr okay uh i got zeke russell gage t higgins mike davis and greg ward so sure so, i can tell you i'm i could tell you too i'm leaning towards t and mike davis but god davis has a horrible matchup and like i said it's a it's not good yeah <laughs> you, i i will say though i i i, I honestly don't really have a problem at all using Mike Davis in, in PPR okay. formats. He's just, you know, and, and the Packers game was kind of an anomaly for the way their, their season has gone. You know, generally the Panthers have their running backs more involved in the passing game as evidenced by Christian McCaffrey and Mike Davis' season as a whole. So I wouldn't have any concern about using Mike Davis. You know, the match would be even with, even with that front of Redskins. You know just, what, though? I think the, the sure. Over. I think the key. You're you're right. You. I mean, it's a it's a it's a good point, Scott. But in PPR scoring specifically, the the dump offs from Mike Davis are usually there to the point where that five or that's that true. five or six catch. You know, it, it's that's it's such yeah. a stark difference 
in scoring with the running backs who actually catch balls versus guys who are really not involved in the passing game. Because, you know, even though he's not, again, even if he doesn't really pick up any yardage, the dump-off factor is there in their offense. So Mike Davis is is to lock him in, no doubt about it. And I, I, T. Higgins, you know, the, the, the Bengals passing game, you know, they won last week, but they didn't do much in the passing game. Without Joe, Joe Burrow, you know, I have concerns about using Higgins. Um, okay. The only I, thing I like was a matchup. They got Houston. Yeah. But you're right. They're, they're, he's, he's, but there's a certain, you know, you need a certain level of competency in your quarterback play. That's, and, yeah. it, it, and sure, he, you know, Brandon Allen might give you something, but at the same time, it's very possible that the floor, you know, falls from underneath him there. And I don't, I, I don't love using. I have, I've kind of gotten away from using Higgins in most of uh, my leagues. The moment Burrow went down, I know he's had a couple of okay games, but again, it's just I, I don't feel, I don't feel like I can trust Brandon Allen. So I would at this point probably use Gage over Higgins, okay. um, and. You know, because it's PPR scoring, I'm just I can't advise using Ezekiel Elliott because I don't know what he's going to give you. He really hasn't been, you know, anything more than a, more than a, you know a baseline. And they are going to have to speaking with Gage. They are going to have to throw the ball. I mean, come on, it's you know, can't yeah, say yeah. It's you would feeding, but. you would imagine that that the Falcons are go- yeah, yeah. First of all, they throw the ball to begin with. It's not like their running game has been effective for five, six weeks anyway. So, yeah, I'd go ahead and use Russell Gage at this point um, just because I don't know what Zeke Elliott's going to give us today. All right, man. Have a good New Year. All right. Good luck, Scott. Thanks for making the phone call. Let's try Nathan, who's in LaPorte. What's up, Nate? Hey, how you doing, Jeff? Good, man. Um, I got a PPR league. I need a flex spot. I need one of these guys. Uh, All right. Cooper Cup, Robbie Anderson, Daryl Henderson, maybe even Hines from Indianapolis, or Connor from Pittsburgh. And so you said it was a PPR. So Cup, Robbie Anderson, Naheem Hines, Daryl Henderson, and who was the last one who you just threw in there, Nathan? James James Connor. James Connor. All right. These are a plethora of options, and I feel like like I'm not I'm not going to trust Henderson because you know Malcolm Brown's in the mix. I don't think he steps in necessarily and gives you exactly the run that Cam Akers gave you the last few right. weeks. So I, I'm going to shy away from him. Um, for me, it kind of comes down to Cooper Cup and Robbie Anderson. And I think I would go ahead and personally use Cooper Cup over Anderson. Yeah, especially with that matchup against uh, that Seattle secondary. Yeah, now I will say, look, Seattle's secondary has been much better over the last four or five weeks. So it's not nearly as good as the stats might lay it out for you there. But still, okay. I, I feel like Cooper Cup in the PPR format is still usually a, a safe bet. Um, and I feel a little bit better about him over Robbie Anderson. All right, well, thank you very much. All right, good luck to you. I, I will say, you know, had we seen anything from James Conner over the past couple weeks, I might be more interested in him as an option. But you look at the Steelers, they've got a tough matchup against the Colts. Um, you know, by workload, I would feel like in the past I normally would have given you James Conner. But, you know, without him really having shown us anything and with Ben struggling too in the passing game, I have a hard time recommending it, uh, any Steelers skill players against the Colts today. Let's try Alex, who's in Buffalo Grove. Good morning, Alex. Morning, Doctor. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, uh, so I'm in a, in a turd ball situation as well, like one of those other callers. 
and I've got uh, my second flex spot, half point PPR. Uh, I'm trailing, so I need a, a boom right now. Okay. Um, so I'm down to uh, Mooney, who I'm liking a lot right now, and every week I don't play him. He has a good game. Um, or Marvin Hall or Daryl Williams uh, in Kansas City. Yeah, so so Daryl Williams, you know, even the, the, especially because you need a big, you know, you need a comeback here. I, I don't think Daryl Williams is the play. I think he, he's he's more of a you know a flex play where you, you maybe you get lucky with a touchdown, but I, I don't think he's got any real shot. I think Daryl Mooney. Um, I'm I'm more likely, especially with you know Mitch against the Jaguars today. I think Mooney is somebody who we've seen the explosive ability here firsthand locally. And I think there's a chance, just, you know, it's probably not as, you know, as likely as, it would, as you would hope it would be. But I think there's certainly a chance he can score a couple of touchdowns because of his big play ability. So I think if you're, you're swinging for the fences here, Alex, I think Mooney's the play. Sounds good. Thank All you. right. Good luck to you. Alex drops off, which leaves a line open for you. 312-332-3776. Of course, you can also always hit me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. And inside the Twitch chat room as well. We're live on Twitch. Check out ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch. All one word. You can check us out there. Watch the shows, the local shows all week long. Um, don't forget Fred Hubner, Brian Hanley coming up at 10 a.m. with the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. They'll be talking lots about Bears and Jags on that on that show from 10 to noon, getting you set for kickoff in a I'm not, it's not a must win, but the Bears control their own fate. And um, if they don't win, I have to imagine lots of people are going to be very pissed off when they call me and Howard Griffith on the postgame show today right after the game. So make sure you're locked on Twitch. We will go inside the Twitch chat room and find out what's, uh, what's the dilemma there for a lot of folks. Do that next. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller taking your calls. 312-332-3776. If you are in your championship matchup or maybe maybe just the uh, maybe it's the consolation bracket and you're trying to avoid the old toilet bowl punishment, feel free to give me a call and uh, bounce your dilemma here off of me and I'll do my best to try and get you a win today. Um, of course, you can always follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller and inside the Twitch chat room on ESPN 1000 Chicago. That's where you can watch all of our shows live and you can chat with us as well. And that is where we go now as Tyler Aki will bounce some stuff off of me, whatever the Twitch folks want to know. What's up, Tyler? What do we got? All right. Let's start with the quarterbacks here. Do you like Aaron Rodgers or Jalen Hurts? Okay, so again, this is just a general philosophy. Personally, I am not benching Aaron Rodgers, um, and I, I did see that they mentioned there was concern about snow. But let's be honest, the Titans' defense has been very poor all season long. You can put points up against them. Aaron Rodgers is at least a at the at the very worst a top two MVP candidate. He's gone over forty touchdowns. Uh, last week was a little bit disappointing from a fantasy perspective, but 
I have to believe that this one is heading for a shootout. And Jalen Hurts, because he's had a couple of nice weeks, I think people are getting a little carried away. This is where sometimes you have to really watch the game and assess. All right, Jalen Hurts, he piled up some numbers against the Cardinals last week when they fell behind a little bit. And he does have the running ability to break the pocket when needed to add up some extra fantasy points. However, I do think as a passer, he's got some limitations. And it's certainly within the realm of possibilities here where he completely sabotages your season. When you have Aaron Rodgers as the alternative, it's not even a question for me. I don't care about the weather. And, you know, uh, unless we had an early report here saying that we're looking at an absolute blizzard with 40 mile per hour winds that might then I might eat, I might consider it. But even still, I'd have a hard time benching Aaron Rodgers in the championship game. So I am not going to advise that again. I cannot predict the future. But uh, I am not. I'm going down with Aaron Rodgers manning the uh, ship for me. This one might be a little more justifiable here, but would you bench Aaron Rodgers for Lamar Jackson? No, it, no, no. And it's it, again, you know, this is uh, personal philosophy at this point. We get we've gotten here. Aaron Rodgers has been outstanding all year long. He really hasn't even had. He hasn't had a clunker. Last week was not. You know, it wasn't perfect. It certainly wasn't what you were expecting. Um, or what you have been treated to, I guess, all season long. But, I mean, come on. We're not going to get away from Aaron. Like, again, uh, Lamar Jackson's too inconsistent to really say, all right, put him in. It, it, this isn't last year anymore. We're at the point now where it feels like even when the Packers get in close, they're more than happy to allow Aaron Rodgers to hit those short touchdown passes. You know, maybe it's for his MVP candidacy. Maybe they just think he is, you know, they're outright more effective than giving the ball to Aaron Jones. Maybe they think defenses are more um, inclined to stop him there. So I'm I'm rolling with Aaron Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to, uh, I don't think, unless you're giving me the Mahomes-Rodgers dilemma, I'm not going to say to start anybody over Aaron Rodgers today. All right, let's go to running backs here. Need one of four in a PPR league. Giovanni Bernard, Antonio Gibson, Tony Pollard, or Wayne Gallman? Needs one, you said, right? Just one, yep. All right, so for me, that's, you know, it's Bernard or Gibson. And I think I would personally use Gio Bernard against the Texans um, as opposed to crossing my fingers and hoping Antonio Gibson is completely healthy. Now, Gibson's clearly the more talented player at this point in their career, but I, you know, there's some added risk when a guy comes back from an ankle injury that I'm always concerned about. It's a tough injury to play through if you ding it up later in the game. So I think I'd feel, I would feel safer using Gio Bernard, knowing that he's been the bell cow since Joe Mixon's been out. And so, you know, against uh, the Houston Texans defense, I would use Bernard just because I, I'm playing it safe there. I think Gibson's too much. There's, there's too much of an opportunity to re-injure for me to really trust him at this point. All right, a PPR flex question right here. Do you like Juju Smith-Schuster, Corey Davis, or Daryl Henderson? Uh, I would probably lean towards Henderson. Um, I don't want Juju Smith-Schuster at this point. Um, a little concerned about what Ben's been giving us. The If you've looked at the stats, um, throwing the ball down the field, Roethlisberger's been one of the worst guys in the league. And now, that actually, Juju Smith-Schuster is not somebody who threatens the field 
like, you know, Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool will. But the problem is when the defenses don't have to respect all, you know, the entirety of the field, they're allowed to crowd the line a little bit more. And that actually takes away from Juju. So I think I would actually roll with uh, Daryl Henderson in that in that spot. All right. And then we've got a standard league here. Daryl Henderson or Tony Pollard? Yeah, I guess uh, let's 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 go with Henderson. Hope that, you know, he's the featured back, knowing that Malcolm Brown is going to be in the mix. But with Elliott back and active, even though I would prefer Pollard over Elliott, you know, that that just screams timeshare. I think Henderson's actually got a shot to, you know, see 18 to 20 touches. So whereas Pollard and Elliott feels like both guys are in line for 12 or so. Um, And Philly's, you know, Philly's a pretty solid run defense. So uh, I would go ahead and use Henderson against the Seahawks today. And then lastly, a defensive question here. Any concerns starting the Browns defense, given all the troubles that they're going to have offensively with COVID? You know, no, because I think this actually, that's a great question. I think this actually plays in their favor. I think they're going to look to shorten the game. And as I mentioned earlier, I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Chubb and Hunt. And they've been very effective. One of the best running teams in all of football. Kevin Stefanski may just end up being, you know, NFL coach of the year. I think that actually plays well to their defense, you know, their defensive strengths, where if it goes according to plan, the way the Browns would draw it up today, they're going to shorten the game. It'll be a fast game. And I think possessions will be limited. So I think this actually plays in their favor. Look for a low scoring affair. I'm definitely still using the Browns defense against the Jets today. All right. So back to the phones. 312-332-3776. Thanks to Tyler there for uh, checking out the Twitch chat room. Again, ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch. Let's try Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. What's going on, Dave? Not much, Jeff. Uh, first, I want to say have a happy, safe and uh, happy new year to you and Tyler. And this is the best show on radio. Oh, man, it's going to be a bummer. This is gone till next year. But enough of the Dave, accolades. Dave, real, I have a bu- Dave, real yeah. quick. I, uh, thanks. Happy holidays to you and your family as well. And all the listeners out there do want to say that. Uh, thanks for the kind words. Do appreciate it. Let's let's just be thankful that we were able to get through this season. So, you know, I think that's right. the, w- the way things looked in 2020. I certainly had my doubts. And so the fact that we're here and we have something to divert our attention during these trying times is at least at least we've got that. So that I'm looking on the bright side. You know what I mean? Now, I, I just want to say, I, I, now I know what a jilted lover feels like, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You, be, you, you, and my best friend Jim from White Geneva betrayed me. I, I feel like I was cheating on uh. last week when you took his phone call right after mine, and then you said, "For the integrity of the show, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to help you try to beat my buddy Dave, who calls every uh, week, Jeff." Uh, Dave, and I, I know it put thank me. Thank God I beat him. Thank God I beat him by one point, one point to make it to the championship, Jeff. Otherwise, man, I would be, I would be really hurt. Dave, that's that. I'm so glad it worked out for you because, as you said, you you are a loyal loyal listener. You're always on we every week, so I do appreciate uh, that, and I'm glad it worked out. I just, you know, it put me in an awkward position. I'm not going to lie. No, no, I know. I'm just giving you some yeah. crap, anyways. Um, I do have a question. Uh, PPR uh, with all the COVID in Cleveland. Do you start Hunt over Carson this week? I I would. Um, you know, I, and, and, and he's been, you know, last week wasn't great against the Giants, but, you know, two weeks ago against the uh, the Ravens, he scored a couple of touchdowns. 
He's somebody who, like, I think it actually makes it easier to start both Browns running backs. Um, I, you know, the Carson, week to week, I, I just, I've never been as big a proponent of Chris Carson as uh, a lot of other fantasy people out there. So I, I'm adm- self-admitting that, you know, for me personally, I, I just don't, I don't find the allure for Chris Carson. I think he's, you know, he's always overdrafted. And, you know, I'm just running through, looking through his stats. And since he's come back from injury, he really hasn't given you anything more than, you know, 60, 70 yards on a weekly basis. So I think Kareem Hunt's got the higher likelihood of scoring a couple of touchdowns. So I, I would uh, I would use Kareem Hunt over Chris Carson, Dave. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next year, buddy. All right. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the phone call. Again, 312-332-3776. Get in now because we've got one more segment to go, and I'd uh, like to get as many calls in as possible here. Got uh, got a couple lines open, so see if you can get in quickly here before we wrap things up. If you missed it, the 49ers did the Bears a huge favor yesterday and a tight end that we all hold near and dear to our heart in fantasy football, George Kittle. He, uh, he was happy he was able to help out the Bears. I'll let you hear what he had to say next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. I will say this, uh, I did grow up a Bears fan, and, and the fact that we helped the Bears a little bit just makes me a little happier, so, uh, Dub Bears. But, uh, thanks, guys. Thank See you, ya. George. We got Fred here for you guys. Dub Bears! I love the Bears. George Kittle there, the I.O. University product, the 49ers, Pro Bowl tight end, all pro tight end in previous seasons. Also a huge Bears fan. Go Bears! Giving voice to what a lot of Bears fans felt yesterday when the 49ers were able to come through and upset the Arizona Cardinals in what has become the San Francisco 49ers de facto home playing in Arizona yesterday. So George Kittle and the Niners and a big help from Jeff Wilson as well who delivered a huge fantasy performance for folks out there. And also a huge boost to the Bears' playoff chances now because if they win out, they are in. It starts today against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fred Hubner, Brian Hanley up at 10 a.m. with the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. So uh, keep it locked in here for all your Bears coverage. And of course, I'll be back for postgame coverage with Howard Griffith for two hours immediately following the game. Instant reaction. Hopefully, we're talking about a Bears win and uh, we can have our. Sights set on a huge showdown against the Packers next week that will be for a playoff berth. All right, so let's uh, quickly get to the rest of the calls here. Guillermo on the south side. What's up, Guillermo? Hey, what's going on, Jeff? Good morning, man. What's up, buddy? Um, just got a dilemma, man, on a, on a flex. It's PPR. Mm-hmm. I got my, uh, Marquise Brown in there right now. Okay. But I have uh, Kiki Cutie on the bench. Russell Gage and uh, actually, and I have Tyrone Johnson on there. Yeah, I, I have a hard time at, at this stage trusting Johnson just yet, Guillermo. Um, so I'm leaning towards Hollywood Brown and just the upside. But if you want a little bit of safety, 
maybe cutie. So like for me, you know, it, it kind of depends. Do you find yourself, do you think you're more of an underdog in this matchup or do you feel like you're the fave? Uh, well, I mean, I was actually winning, uh, but he's actually winning now. Uh, I had uh, Mike Evans and Fournette going, mm-hmm. but I actually messed up and not uh, putting Gronk because mm-hmm. I actually put I put uh, Mark uh, Andrews in there. So uh, I could have I, I just went with two tight ends, I guess, but, yeah, he actually didn't do that. So, yeah, you know what? If you're ch- if, With Andrews, if you're chasing a little bit, I, I don't mind the idea of using both Hollywood Brown and Andrews hoping that you can, uh, between the two of them, you're probably going to get a touchdown or two. So I might play it that way. Let's try Steve, who's in Wheaton. Hey, Steve, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, Jeff. Uh, quick question for you. Mm-hmm. I got Jalen Hurts against Dallas, or I have Herbert against Denver. What do you think? So uh, you know I'll what? Hang, and I'll hang up and listen. No problem. Thanks for the call, Steve. Appreciate it. I would go ahead and use Jalen Hurts in this scenario, because as I talked about earlier in the show, Keenan Allen out, Hunter Henry out. Certainly, as Guillermo just mentioned, you know, he's going to be looking towards guys like Ty Johnson and Austin Eckler more in the passing game. But um, I'm a little bit concerned without both Allen and Henry. And um, with a viable option in Hurts there, I'd go ahead and use him today. Let's try Jeannie, who's in Brookfield. Good morning, Jeannie. Morning, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, so I had... Um Okay, I, I need two of these four, mm-hmm. and I have half-point PPR. Um, you touched on a few of these, but um, Chris Carson, Kareem Hunt, Antonio Gibson, and David Johnson. And so you need, you need two of them, you said, right, Jeannie? Right, right. All right, so this one is definitely a bit of a dilemma here because, yeah, I think I would rule out Antonio Gibson at the beginning here because of the ankle and, you know, the other guy, you have some pretty solid options here. So I think in the PPR format, I would use both David Johnson and Kareem Hunt over Chris Carson. I mentioned it earlier. You know, I don't, I don't love Chris right. Carson, especially in the PPR scoring format. He's not nearly involved in the passing game like, like both Hunt and Johnson are. So I would mm-hmm. use, uh, yeah, I would use Kareem Hunt and David Johnson with a nice matchup against the Bengals. And uh, uh, over 10 catches last week, I think he's shown you he's part of their passing game without Duke Johnson. So, yeah, I'd go ahead and use David Johnson and Kareem Hunt, Jeannie. Great. Thanks, All right. Jeff. Thank Happy you. Okay. You too. Let's try Ned, who's in Lamont. Hey, Ned. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Good, man. I just want to say I've been listening to the show for years, and I think you're doing an awesome job. I love listening to you. So I have two questions. I have a QB. I just picked up Jalen Hurst, although I have Tannehill, so I want to choose one of them. I'm playing for the championship game, Mm -hmm. and I have two out of beast running backs, Eckler, Henderson, Gennady Bernard. I'm I'm obviously starting Nick Chubb. So do you, you need two of those running backs, Ned? Yeah, I need two of those. All right. So, boy, this is rough. I, I'm, I can't believe Tannehill, I've generally been pretty good starting him most weeks. But, and I mentioned I'm a little concerned about Jalen Hurts. But, you know, it's, it's a with the matchup, I think they're going to do their best to feed Henry, um, which means Tannehill's going to be, I think, a little bit it's going to be touchdown dependent. He's going to, you know, for, in order for him to have the big game, I think he's going to have to, you know, have the, one of those days where he can put up three or four touchdowns because I think the yardage is going to be limited, even in the possessions as well. I think that's going to be their focus. So I, I think I'd use Jalen Hurts today, Ned, against the Cowboys, um, especially with his running ability. I think that, you know, evens out Tannehill's consistency there. And then I'm definitely using Eckler 
And I, I would use Gio Bernard over Daryl Henderson because uh, against the Texans, you know, a defense that uh, we saw firsthand a few weeks ago, not very good. And Bernard is the featured back there. He's going to see, you know, you have to imagine another 20, 25 touches easy. So I'd use uh, Gio Bernard then. Thank you, Jeff. Continued success to you, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Let's a uh, few more here before we wrap things up. Let's try Jeff, who's in River North. Hey, Jeff, you're on ESPN 1000. <laughs> How you doing? I'm in a little bit of a world of pain after Josh Jacobs' performance last night. So, I need mm. a big game here. Okay. So, I, I got Gibson or Pollard. Mm-hmm. So, I need one of those two. And then I got QT, uh, TY, or Hollywood Brown for the other receiver spot. So, actually, I feel pretty good about suggesting Antonio Gibson, Jeff, over Tony Pollard. Um, you know, Pollard's in a situation where I think with Zeke back today, you know, it's it's too hard to know definitively how many touches Pollard's going to see. So I, I'd lean on Gibson there, even though I'm a little, I'm always a little concerned about the ankle injury, as I've mentioned a couple of times. I still think in this scenario, you go with the guy who, if he's out there, and you know he's going to give you a heavy workload. And then um, I would use T.Y. Hilton over Kiki Cutie. I think uh, T.Y. Hilton, if you've watched him play over the last three or four weeks, he looks like he's finally healthy and got, got into a rhythm with Phil Rivers. So I uh, like T.Y. Hilton here. Let's try Phil in Park Ridge. Hey, Phil. Hey, Jeff, I need uh, two of four and a half point PPR to win the belt. DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Cooper Cup, or Corey Davis? <sighs> All right, I'm going to go Cup, Phil, and uh, it's DJ Moore or Davis. And I think at this point, nah, I'm going to do DJ Moore. I'm intrigued yeah. by Davis, but there's just too many times where, you know, he kind of goes away and he's not as much of a priority. Now, if the coverage, you know, if, if the coverage is completely locked in on stopping A.J. Brown and Henry, sometimes things will go his way. But I still think D.J. Moore uh, is the more talented player. So I'd use Moore and Cup, Phil. Awesome. Cup All right. For the good win. luck. Thanks, Hopefully Jeff. you can uh, land yourself that final and uh, be celebrating later tonight. All right. That does it for us here on ESPN 1000, the fantasy football show. Hopefully another successful season for you. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Back with Howard Griffith for the postgame show for two hours immediately following the game. Don't go anywhere. Coming up at 10 a.m., Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley have the Bears-Jaguars pregame show, the PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show, coming up on ESPN 1000.